having those defined roles and having each partner accepting what they are responsible for is something that's been really helpful for us. And we established that before we ever considered opening a business together. Welcome to the Business Muscle Podcast, where we empower entrepreneurs to transform their businesses into unstoppable empires. I'm Elise, CPA turned serial entrepreneur. And I'm Arielle, a seasoned physical therapist and business owner. We're two female entrepreneurs with a passion for helping small business owners like you achieve massive success. With our combined expertise, we've scaled to an impressive seven businesses in less than seven years. And guess what? Each of them was profitable right from the start. But we didn't stop there. We're here to share our secrets, strategies, and insider tips to help you turn your business into a thriving reality. And hey, we're not just all about business. As a physical therapist and fitness instructor, we'll also sprinkle in some fitness and wellness tips along the way. Join us on the Business Muscle Podcast every Monday as we guide you step-by-step towards financial freedom and building the business of your dreams. It's time to level up your business. Get ready to flex your business muscle. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Business Muscle Podcast. We're here today, myself, Arielle, and my co-host, Elise. What's up, guys? Here to talk about three reasons why we think that you should have a business partner. And then at the end, we're going to talk about three ways that you and your business partner can ensure success. So this is a really important topic for myself because... I've had a vision for wanting my own business for a very long time. And as a physical therapist, I have a certain set of skills in the PT world. And I did not have a certain set of skills when it came to the business world when I first launched. And that was a giant hurdle standing in my way between being a physical therapist and being a business owner. So when Elise and I connected and we started brainstorming and I realized the different skill set that she has... I realized that having a second person on board was going to be the exact step that I needed to take in order to turn my business into a reality. So this is a very exciting topic to talk about and something that I feel really passionate about because I have had so much success having my business partner, Elise, on board. So we're excited to talk about this. We are so excited and I've seen it from both sides. So obviously Sweat Fix, I opened by myself and then Fix, I partnered with Ariel. So I can kind of speak from both ways. And I think it is definitely way more beneficial to have a business partner. I would definitely recommend it 10 out of 10. And we will go through why now. Way better to have a business partner. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not just saying that because Ariel is right here with <laughs> well, you me. You the best business partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Nope. So let's dive right in. So The first topic we want to cover, the three reasons why we think having a business partner is super important is if you have someone on your team who has a complementary skill set to what you have and complementary expertise. So this is exactly the case for Elise and I. So like I said earlier, my background is in physical therapy and Elise's background is more in the business world. So those two things start to work really well together when launching a unique physical therapy type business like we have at Fixed. So as someone from a PT background, my skill set is highly in like the client facing role, focusing on user experience and what the PT experience should look like. And my, you know, my expertise is really unique to the physical therapy world. Whereas Elise's background is more coming from a business mindset and looking at things like launching the business itself, looking at sales, marketing, some of the things that I never had to consider before launching my own business and something that I needed to learn a lot about. Yeah, definitely. So when I see businesses that are struggling, a lot of the times when I talk to these these businesses, if they don't have a business partner, or even if they do, 
they have a business partner, their business partner and them have the same skill set. So it's usually they're really good at whatever their product or service they are providing is, but they have no idea, for example, anything about the PL or their financials. They don't know any of that back end stuff. So they're both doing the same thing in the business and the other person kind of doesn't have any of those complementary roles. And it's a huge hurdle for the business. So I always suggest when people are thinking about starting their own business, if you are not super well-rounded, if accounting, for example, isn't your thing, then you need to either hire out or you need to find somebody and kind of team up with somebody who can complement those. So if you know you're a process person, find somebody that is not a process person and wants to complement your skills. Right. And I think, yeah, having the opposite skill sets really helps us be more productive because we have a different way of looking at things. You know, we're seeing things from someone who comes from more of a PT background and looking at like what we want the client to experience in the clinic and what that background looks like, which is something that Elise was not super familiar with. And then Elise was looking at things more from what are the, what are the financials going to look like? How many clients do we need to see in order to make this a viable business? And having those two different skill sets coming together is what made the business even possible. And we're always coming, we're always finding other ways that we are so unique and so different. We're finding now that I'm someone who is better at with words and writing emails and Elise is someone who's better with images and putting those together. So I know that I could work on an image and I could get it done, but it's going to take me three times as long as it would take you. So that can be really helpful too. And vice versa. If, if you need an email put together, I can use my skill set in words and putting that together a little bit quicker than you would be able to. Oh, definitely. And a lot of the times Ariel's talking about PT and I think she's like talking about words from Harry Potter. I have no idea what's going on. And that's what makes this partnership awesome and beautiful. And yeah, you find things that you're good at and you can run with them. You can do the things that you actually enjoy and you can have your partner do things they enjoy. Hopefully it's two different things and it complements perfectly. Right. And I feel like that's been the case for us. We each get to follow our passion in this business and follow the things that we really get excited about and, you know, contribute in ways that get us really excited and motivated. So that's always, that's been a really fun and exciting part of having a business partner who complements my skill set. Definitely. Awesome. So reason number two is having shared responsibilities and sharing the workload. And this is huge because there are so many challenges of managing a business and so many challenges to managing a business by yourself. Something I don't think I really realized until I opened my own business was that as a business owner, you wear all of the hats. So you are not only in charge of the services, but you are the marketing department. You are the HR department. You are the maintenance department when the roof is leaking or the toilet's broken and having a second person to even just bounce ideas off of or be in the studio if it's a time that you can't be there is something that has been extremely helpful and I would not trade for the world. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that you have to understand when you go into a partnership, there's going to be waves, there's going to be ebbs and flows and you have to be okay with that. So when we launched Fix, Ariel was still at her job and I knew that the beginning of Fix was going to be my time. I was up late. I was up doing the website and getting the insurance and she was working and doing the best that she could, but I knew that that wasn't her strength. She was never going to get our payment processing done and run our financials. So before we even opened, that was my time to grind. I still had other businesses. I was pregnant and, but I knew that this was my season. And then when we went to launch, 
ARL season was she was seeing 25 people a day until we started building out our team and stuff. And then it was her time to shine. So you just need to understand that there will be ebbs and flows in the workload, but it's great to have somebody that you can bounce ideas off of and share it. But I feel like going in, you can't expect it to be 50, 50 all the time. There's going to be projects that I take on that Ariel's not even going to touch. Like when we opened our second studio, mostly that was me at the beginning. And now when we have bring on new trainers, I mean, new clinicians, she's there and I don't, she doesn't want my advice and neither do they <laughs> in that area. And so you just got to understand that. And I think going in and you just know that it's going to ebb and flow. I think it's good to remember too. Right. Yeah, definitely. And having from the beginning, we'll kind of talk about this a little bit later on too, but having those defined roles and having each partner accepting what they are responsible for is something that's been really helpful for us. And we established that before we ever considered opening a business together was, okay, what's my piece in this business and what's your piece? And we're going to work on things together and we're going to continue to grow. And now I think both of us have a much deeper understanding of the other partner's role. I know a lot more now about the financials and about every other aspect of the business that I didn't know when we first started. And I think Elise knows a lot more about every single service that we do and how to talk about it and how to educate clients on what we do. And you kind of learn those pieces so that you can support each other, but having those defined roles and having those opposite skill sets is, you know, is important and just sharing the workload together so that one person isn't doing all the work. Yeah. And at the beginning, like you said, you're going to be wearing all the hats. So we're going to have another episode later on about how to kind of transform your business from you being the business to actually you running the business. But at the beginning, you need to just accept that you are going to be the business. You're going to be doing everything. Right. And that's just what you're going to have to do when you first start a business. And it is amazing to have somebody that's in your corner with you when everything's going on, when you're juggling all the balls and it's just having that moral support and having that kind of shoulder to lean on and you know, you're not in it alone during this phase is super helpful. Right. Even that, just the emotional support of knowing that you have someone to call when something's going wrong and you just want to vent about it. Or yeah. you just Did that ever you. happen, Ariel? Was there ever- <laughs> Maybe a time or two when something's yeah. going wrong in the studio and I just need someone to tell. And I know that you're going to understand what I'm going through because you've probably been through it yourself at another time. And that can be really helpful too, just to feel like you're not alone because it can be overwhelming at times. And there's so many things that you're learning and you're trying to keep the business afloat and it's, it can be a lot, but it's, you know, it's, it's an exciting time, but it can be really helpful if you just have someone to talk things through with. Yeah. And somebody told me this when I first opened Sweatfix, this was pre-fix that being a business owner can be one of the loneliest jobs. Mm -hmm. And it's because you're, you're doing everything and when you're, when you don't have a partner, it does feel lonely because it feels like you're doing everything and you have just so much on your plate, but nobody understands. And it just, it does feel lonely. I remember that, that comment, I forget who said it to me. I'll have to go back and look and figure it out, but it's just so true. It can be a very lonely place being a business owner sometimes. And so having that partner, it's huge. Right. Yeah. I remember another business owner saying to me, like, you're never going to have coworkers again as a business owner. Like you're not going to have coworkers that you can complain about your boss to because you now are the boss. So having a partner and someone who understands what you're going through is really helpful and feels that way. You know, feels like you can just say what's on your mind and have that emotional support, you know, not like you would in a traditional job when you have coworkers, which is so true. Definitely. 
We're just going to take a brief pause from this episode to tell you all about our free business starter checklist. This is the checklist that we wish we had before opening our first businesses. It includes every step you'll need to take your business off of the ground. If you're someone who's looking to launch your first business, head to businessmusclepodcast.com and snag your free checklist. Now let's get back to the episode. Great. All right. And then number three is networking and resources. So the opposite partner can have a lot of connections that you may not have. They may have, you know, different ideas on ways that you could connect with other influencers or local businesses or other things that you can connect to, to help get your business off the ground and to continue to, to help things grow. So this has been helpful in many, many different ways, but I feel like for, at least for you and I, you know, we, toyed with the idea of opening a fixed in a brand new area that we didn't know and kind of launching that in maybe in the back of another sweat fix or, you know, we just had some different ideas and I am so grateful that we did it in a community that you are super familiar with because that was a huge way for us to get a lot of things off the ground in the beginning was just getting a lot of the people that you knew in the door to help us start to spread the word. And from there it snowballed. And now we have, you know, fixes it's runs on its own and we have a lot of you know, connections that built from word of mouth. But in the beginning, it was really helpful to know that we had that backing of all the connections that you had from growing up in this town and being a business owner in that town for several years. Yeah, definitely. I feel like just being able to combine resources with somebody that actually fits is so important. I wouldn't recommend just doing it because somebody has a big following. If somebody has a big following, say on Instagram, that's not a great reason to just partner with them. You want to be strategic about it and take into account all the things we've already previously said about complementary skills. But it's just something to consider that when you are thinking about partnering, that utilizing each other's network is a huge advantage. Right. Even like things around the studio that need worked on on and you know people who can work on things in the studio, things like that can be really helpful too. And just having those additional resources, you know, and then from being in the studio too, like then it, your own network starts to build once you're the business owner and you guys can continue to kind of complement on each other. But definitely utilizing each other's network can be really helpful. Definitely. So now we've gone over the three of many. There's tons of other reasons that we could even rattle up a couple more of why you should have a business partner, like risk sharing, financial support, emotional support, motivation, all this is a whole long list, but those were our three favorites. But we thought it would be really helpful to kind of go through three ways to make your partnership successful because as much as partnerships are awesome and they do, they're usually beneficial, they also can fail. And I feel like that happens a lot of the time. You hear about a ton. People break up and that also happens in businesses. So we wanted to give you kind of our tips and how we've been successful running a partnership so that when you go to look for your partner or if you're currently in a partnership and you're like, this person is getting on my nerves or this just isn't working. These are kind of the tips that we do to help your business going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And we've definitely had, you know, some more like super positive times and we've been through some challenges too in our partnership. And I think it's important to look back on some of those things and realize what are the ways that we can, can improve and what are the things that we can continue to grow and to push each other to be a better partner and be a better communicator. So number one is communication. I feel like anytime we've had any miscommunication, whether that's via text or via email or a misunderstanding, if we just hop on the phone and talk it through or see each other in person and, you know, 
make sure that each person is hearing what the other person has to say. That's how we can immediately move forward and see the other person's perspective. So one thing that's been really helpful for both of us is having a weekly and monthly set meeting where we have topics about what we're going to go through. We have our monthly financial meetings that we review everything that's happened in the clinic for the last month and moving forward, what our goals are going to be. We have weekly meetings about what we're focusing on for the week and what our staff should be focusing on, which just helps us kind of narrow our focus. And then also our quarterly meetings where we look at what's going to be happening for the next three months and how we're going to divide the workload for what we want to focus on for that next quarter. Yeah. And I would definitely say there's one thing that would cause problems in a relationship in this business or not is talking things through via text. So try to avoid that whenever you can, whenever you can, like she said, get on the phone, get in person because text can just be misconstrued. So I feel like a lot of the time me and Ariel just quick things will do via text, but we never have like important mess like calls or meetings via text. Everything's always a call. We never talk like financial meetings via text. Everything is on Zoom or in person or via call because you can get just a lot more about how they're actually feeling and a lot of problems can be solved if you just actually get on the phone because texting, you just don't know. It's so hard to interpret text. And even if you don't have time to hop on the phone, sometimes we'll just do the voice notes too. And then I can hear the pitch of your voice and that can be really helpful too in just understanding what you're saying. But that can be helpful just to hear like the inflection of the voice. Yeah. And I think it's also important if you could, like they have a bunch of tests out there about like personality tests and stuff, just understanding almost like your partner's love language, like what they need in a relationship, because this is what it is. It's a relationship. You're going to be talking to this person just as much, if not more than your partner in your life. So understanding like how they like to communicate and what works for them is huge. And I think that from the beginning, we were pretty good at that. And that's why our partnership has worked. Other people that I've worked with, it hasn't been so smooth. And and you have to step back and be like, how did they like to communicate? It might not be how I like to communicate. I'm a very blunt person. I'm very right to the point, but not everybody is. So understanding how other people work best is so important, especially when you're co-owning a business with somebody. Right. And I think for us too, it's like navigating. We're very close friends too. So it's like when we're having a friend conversation, it's this way. When we're having a business conversation, it's this way. And that can be important to just, you know, have clear communication on different things too. Definitely. Awesome. And then another tip we have was we touched on this a little bit earlier, but definitely defining those clear roles and responsibilities. I remember sitting down in your living room when Fix was becoming an idea and just defining what I was going to be in charge of and what you were going to be in charge of. And that can change and grow and things are always, you know, can be modified as you move forward. But I think having that set in place just you know, made things more clear so that no one had unrealistic expectations of the other person and no one was, you know, expecting the other person to be there if there wasn't something that, you know, that they were responsible for and something that we really wanted to make clear when we opened a second location as well as, you know, who's going to be in charge of what and moving forward. And if that needs to be rediscussed, it can always be rediscussed. Yeah. And this should be done when you're forming your LLC. So when you go to form your LLC, part of your LLC agreement, you should sit down and actually list these out. This should be done before you ever open is one of the first things that you do. Yeah. And have it in writing, just helpful to have everyone be able to see it nice and clearly and know exactly what their role is. I think it's something that can be super helpful. Yeah. And then as you grow, then you know who's kind of responsible for the people that are going to fall under that. 
Right. And it's not like, again, everybody's doing the same thing because when everybody's doing the same thing, things get missed, work gets duplicated. You just take a lot more time. So being able to divide, conquer, and then eventually grow from there and push down and delegate, it's that's the way to do it. And that's how you go from being the business to running the business. Right. Yeah, great. And then lastly is establishing a shared vision, which I think we navigated pretty pretty kind of things kind of came together pretty easily in the beginning as far as what we wanted fix to be and what we wanted it to grow into. But that's always growing and changing too. And I think just being on the same page about where you want things to go, especially if you're going to be looking to expand and looking to open multiple studios. And, you know, I think from the beginning, we kind of had that shared vision of that we weren't going to do this small, we were going to make it big. And this is what we wanted it to look like. And, you know, obviously that's changed over time too, as we kind of figure out what, what works best. But I think having that shared, those shared goals and shared visions for what you want the business to look like can be helpful. Yeah. And a pro tip is definitely to set those quarterly meetings and every quarterly meeting from our very first meeting, you sit down and you set realistic and goals that you can actually measure. So we wrote out our goals from our email subscribers to our social media followers, to the number of people we wanted to service the first month to the second month, to the third month. And then at the end of the quarter, we go back and we actually look at those goals And then we reset new goals so that we're all on the same page. We all know what our target is. And so it just makes everybody's job a lot easier when you actually know what you're working towards and you're not just spinning your wheels, working towards some finish line that's not there. We we know what we're working towards. I think it just motivates the whole team. And our team is involved in these at at a higher level. They don't see the details as much as we do, but they get overall goals of like what we're working towards. Because we want them to be a part of it as well. Yeah. And then dividing tasks onto the team as well now, which has been a, you know, a fun, fun thing to work on and have everyone be in charge of their own tasks and their own projects and getting, helping us get closer and closer to those goals and move the needle forward. And also it's really exciting and fun to look back at what you set for goals for the quarter and seeing if you did hit them or not, which can be really fun when you do see how far you've come in six months. And it's because we laid those goals out so clearly and, we had things that we were working towards and we can see that we made that progress. Yeah, no, it's been great. So that's all the good stuff. Ariel, what are some of the things you were nervous about when you first got into a partnership? Were there any things that you were nervous about that you could kind of ease people's fears on that are thinking like, should I do this? But I'm scared that, you know, what were you kind of, what were some of your worries? Yeah. I mean, I guess just kind of figuring out what our roles were going to be. And I think my, you know, the thing that I was most nervous about was I was going to be the only PT, and at least in the beginning, you know, not having someone to like bounce specific PT ideas off of. But it didn't end up being that way for very long. And I had so many other resources that I could go to for PT things. And I think it, it helped me to grow even more that I was going to be in charge of this specific portion of the business. And I was going to be responsible for my own continuing education and continued growth in that area. So I think it just you know, got me out of my comfort zone a little bit and forced me to look at the things that I knew I was really good at and, you know, confront the things that I didn't have someone in my, with my same strengths that I could rely on anymore. So I had to go elsewhere to continue to get other training. Yeah. What would we, what would you tell somebody that does, they want a business partner, but they don't know where to start or if they should just start by themselves? Like, what do you think their next step should be? Yeah, I think that they should reach out to us and start brainstorming with us and <laughs> figure yeah, do well, our business. Definitely that. And shout yeah, so. 
and then look for someone who, you know, you could see yourself talking to every day and spending every day with and making big, bigger decisions with and someone that you would have fun bouncing ideas off of. Maybe you have someone at work who you always have good chemistry with bouncing ideas back and forth and you have slightly different skill sets. That might be someone who's a really good partner. Yeah. And again, look for somebody with your same vision. If they don't have the same vision and they don't have the same work ethic, it's not going to be a good fit. So the worth ethic is going to be huge. Yeah, that's yeah. All joking aside, if you are having trouble or if you just want somebody to start with, that's why we're here. That's why we started this. We love this stuff. So we'd love to brainstorm with you, whether that means we get involved with you or we lead you in somebody that we think would be a better fit. Definitely reach out to us to get started. Yeah, highly recommend having a business partner. Just for, even for nothing else for the emotional support. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, only your own business is wild. It's a, it's a, it's a ride. Every day is different, but that's why, that's why I wanted to do it so that every day could be different. I could be creative. I could be my own boss. But right. then with coming that with that comes, you get a call that the ceiling is pouring water or that the <laughs> toilets are over flooding. Literally yesterday we got a call that oh the ceiling was just pouring water down into our studio. So toilet water. Yeah. Toilet water. Toilet water. Yeah, to be exact. Toilet water. Not so great. it is good to have, I can just send Ariel a text and say, you got to deal with it. And I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> I'll go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. See you later. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. No, but it's, it's great. So if you have any questions for us about kind of developing your, your agreement with your business partner or how you define roles or what you guys want to see in like setting a goal, setting meetings, definitely reach out to us. We are always here. We love this stuff, but it is so important. So if you don't, and if, if you already have a business, you haven't done it yet, it's not too late. Every quarter, just start setting your goal, setting with your team and getting on weekly calls with your business partner. Yeah. We love this stuff. It's the stuff that's helped us become successful. So great. Well, thanks yeah. for tuning in everyone. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. You just finished another episode of the business muscle podcast. If you found value in this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Your reviews mean the world to us and help us reach other listeners who can make a big impact in the business world. Don't forget to join our Business Muscle Podcast Facebook group where you can ask questions and chat with other like-minded entrepreneurs. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll bring you more expert advice and practical strategies to help you thrive. Thank you for being a part of the Business Muscle community and we'll catch you in the next episode.